Hello and welcome to the Eurovision Division podcast, a podcast where we talk about all 43 songs in this year's Eurovision Song Contest before this year's Eurovision Song Contest. As always, I'm your host, Jeroen, and I've listened to all 43 of these songs before. And as always, I'm your host, Jeroen, and I've listened to all 43 of these songs before. What's happening, audio medium? (laughs) Yeah, we can't do the mirror we, joke. We were just mirroring each other in our emotions, exactly. But that doesn't work. This is an audio medium. <laughs> this was very funny. Um, well, no, I am your co-host, Mira. And I listened to all of these songs for the very first time. You know, it would be great if there was like a song, something to do with mirrors. I know. So that I could make a segue into that one. I was kind of hoping for that, That would honestly. be great. Unfortunately, there is not. I Damn it. Every every episode, I'm I'm trying to like give you something. However, and it has worked a couple times. However, you are acting like a sort of doppelganger to me. Oh no! Um, and it has been said of the contestant that uh, we'll be singing the next song that we are listening to that he looks a little like someone. This segue is a stretch. <laughs> Now this is stretching so hard. We'll we'll you know no you'll you'll get it when Be you careful, see it. Careful, you'll pull a tendon. You'll get it when you see it because it's uncanny. It's uncanny. Like an episode of Black Mirror. Like an episode <laughs> of Black Mirror. Speaking of television shows. Okay, oh my god. You know, I mean, we're really missing something in 2018 as far as high-quality television shows goes. Are we? No, we're not, because Westworld is back on the air, and it's a good show. Yeah, and there was a second season of Dirk Gently that I really enjoyed. However, there is no season of Game of Thrones this year. Oh, I thought you were talking about good television. Don't say that on the podcast. We'll get so many angry tweets. So, here's the thing you can't do in the world, apparently. It's say that you think Game of Thrones isn't really that good. It's not. It's it's enjoyable. I like watching yeah, it's it. It's very flawed. And that's just, you know, me saying that from a writing perspective. I can tell that, like... There are things that happen in the show that are done for shock value, but don't really make sense with the narrative trajectory that has been set up prior. And that's not me saying I need everything to be spoon-fed and go according to my expectations, because sometimes it's fun to have your expectations subverted, but I feel... Like in Westworld. Like in Westworld. But I feel like the way that Game of Thrones has been doing it the past few seasons has just been like... Oh, okay, so you've not done anything for three episodes, and now because you realize you weren't advancing the plot, now suddenly everything's happening. It's it's a flawed show, but it's very enjoyable. And that's what I like to say about a lot of Eurovision songs as well. I liked it when they killed... Spoilers! What? I don't want to spoil anything about the show on, on the podcast. Okay. They killed a lot of characters on that show. I liked song. it when they killed that guy. Yeah, great. Which one? The guy I didn't like. Ah. The creepy one. Sure. <laughs> that could still be most of the characters. See, so it's not a spoiler! There is, of course, one character on Game of Thrones that should never die. Sansa. Yes. There are, of course, two characters on Game of Thrones that should never die. I don't think Joffrey should have ever died. 
I agree. There are, of course, three <laughs> characters on Game of Thrones that should never die or have died. Marjorie. There are, of course, four <laughs> characters on Game of Thrones that should never die. Daenerys? Fuck that. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to... I'm surprised to... that she's still alive. Honestly. Yeah, I'm trying to think of all the characters that the show will never kill, but they're all characters that you don't like that much. Like what? Like Tyrion. Don't care. Jon Snow. Don't care. We're getting, Arya. We're getting closer when you say Jon Snow, though. Oh, hot beard guy? Tormund Giantsbane. Yes, baby. That's where I'm trying to get you. Oh... Uh... <laughs> Did you know that he was, like, on an ad? He's, like, on all the ads for a hotel chain? Yes, he is. It's an amazing picture, isn't it? Because I did some work at that hotel once. Oh, did you? Yeah, that's when I sent you that picture, was when I was doing the murder mystery. I didn't remember that you sent me that. I I thought I saw it it somewhere online. So this isn't, like, super common knowledge, maybe. No, this is, like, new shit. I hope I still have that picture somewhere. Oh, wow. Okay, I thought I saw this on, like, Tumblr or on Twitter or somewhere. But you sent me that picture. I sent you that picture, because I was doing... That's pretty great. I was doing murder mystery dinners for a while. That sounds cool, but it sucked. (laughs) It really did. And I did one at this hotel, and there were, like, flyers for the hotel and its amenities. Mm -hmm. And on the hotel, looking like a fucking Trivago guy... Yeah, pretty good, though. ...was Tormund Giant's Bane. Yeah. In a suit, smiling very widely, like audio medium... I know, but it's it's a very good visual, and it is he is a good. It's like the Trivago guy. Feel very warm and welcome when I look at Tormund Giants. It's babe. true. I'm not a giant. Any, I'm not a giant skeleton anymore. But I'm I'm a, I'm a rather large woman compared sure. to small women. Small women. <laughs> no, a lot of women are small. We live in a stretch of the world where the women are very large. Yeah. Yeah, it's because the land is so low that we all need to grow larger to be able to see anything. No, I think it's because we eat a lot of onions. Mm. And we potatoes. sure do. We sure do. It's to keep the vampires at bay. Wait, onions don't do that. That's garlic, babe. We eat a lot of garlic too. This is this is also true. Um What's this podcast about? Uh Game of Thrones. <laughs> right. Welcome to the Game of Thrones podcast. You've watched every episode of Game of Thrones. <laughs> yes, and you are watching all of these episodes for, for the, the very, very first, first time. time. And I gotta tell you, I love that Torment Giant's Bane. Have you ever watched the television show Vikings? No, I watched like an episode and I it? really it liked good? it. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll add it to the list of uh, shows that we can do a podcast about, I guess. I, I really liked the one episode that I did watch of Okay, it. so we'll do one where it's like we talk about the one episode of Vikings that you've watched and you're showing it to me for the very first time. It's the one where they invent ladders. It's really cool. Huh. Ladders have already been invented in this year's song contest, though. That was Ukraine. Um, but Vikings haven't been invented yet, it seems like. What? So, yeah, it seems like just looking at the songs that we've done, Vikings have not been invented in this year's Eurovision Song Contest yet. I mean, we've All had, right, this is a Eurovision podcast. Like, ladders have been invented. Outlaws have been invented. Um, Yikes. Threesomes have been invented. Um, I'd hope so. Robots have been invented. Um, toys invented. Dreams invented. Storms invented. Vikings, though, have not seen those pop up. So, where better to go... For Vikings? Than... Finland.
Come on. Norway. We've done Norway. What's the other one? The Viking one? The De- Vi- Denmark. Denmark. I forgot about Denmark being a country. So we're going off to Denmark. Denmark! We are going off to Denmark. I want to the- go to Denmark. Sure. Maybe next year. Yes! Where the Dansk Melody Grand Prix was won by Rasmussen. Oh my god. And his song, Higher Ground. I have the higher ground! Thank you! <laughs> Star Wars, Star Wars. So as as all of my... Um, pop intro- culture references come together. <laughs> as all of my pop culture references come together, and as you've heard from all the things that I've mentioned, you may already have an idea of what to expect here. But don't uh, don't paint that picture for yourself. We'll let Rasmussen paint his own picture. Denmark will be represented by Jonas Flodager Rasmussen, mm-hmm. or Rasmussen for short. That's... Is Rasmussen the hottest name on Earth? It's a very good surname, and it's, it's, a, and hot it's a good, name. like, um, single word name to give yourself as an artist as well. How many fucking D&D characters are named Rasmus? Probably a, a fair share. Like, I, I do like it as a name. Rasmus is a really cool name. And I'm kind of sad that I named my edgy fighter character Penis McBooby. Okay. Because Rasmus would be a very good name for yeah, that character. Might have been his second name or something. It's Pinus. Pinus. Pinus, like the like the like pine trees, like the Latin for pine trees. But it's And it's McBaba. Okay. <laughs> we are talking of course about uh, Rasmussen. So let's listen to the Danish entry for Eurovision 2018, which is Rasmussen and Higher ground. Must be a better Viking dance that you can do. Freeze the air, or windy air. Make your mark and leave it hanging there. Freeze the air, or windy air. Make your mark and leave it hanging there. Be the first to turn around. Take the leap and land. Vikings the musical. That's Vikings with the <laughs> exclamation mark behind it. Vikings. Vikings ex- the musical. Mark, the musical. A musical Advent- uh, adventure. A, a musical. I want to say comedy, but it wouldn't be a comedy, would it? A musical extravaganza. Experience. Experience. That's the word. Anyway, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. I love it. Rasmusa. He's fucking leaning into it. Yeah, here's the thing. I think he should be leaning into it even more. Yeah, no, that that's also my It's, my it's what I said right away as this one, like a month more. I don't know how, I can't remember how long it's been because, I mean, it's, it's so hard to keep track of time. Um, and I can't believe I've been able to keep this song inside for so long because I gotta tell you. Yeah, this is your whole shit. This is my whole whole jam yeah this is your favorite song yes but like it i 
I can I can tell you're you're a bit apprehensive, and I understand because it takes about three listens for this to really start working. Um, I thought this was really stupid when I first saw it in the lineup of the songs. Then I um, he reprised it for the super final between the three top songs in Denmark, and I was like, okay, no, this one is this one is the best. Um, and then it won, and I was like, actually, I do love this. Actually, this is great, but it needs to go way, it way harder. It needs to harder. go way harder. And I'm afraid he's they're 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 afraid to go harder. They're and keeping it shame. too too pared back. And I think he should really go deep I need on that them Viking shit to actually be carrying weapons. Well, you say that. Oh, that's but, not allowed. But have you heard what the song's actually about? Because I saw you frown at some of the lyrics. It's about like be the first to turn around. Like, oh, it's about not fighting. Yes, which is what the Vikings were worst at. Well, this is a song inspired by the legend of Magnus Erlendsson, uh, a pacifist Viking. Oh my god! So this is that's the hottest thing I've ever heard. It's about like a hippie Viking. Yeah, it's about solving conflicts without using. Weapons. I have the higher ground. And having the high ground, as in, you know, morally solving a conflict in a way that's better than, you know, using blind violence. Yeah, okay. But, like, my point still stands. I think they need to actually be carrying weapons and then throw them down dramatically. And a good point. Um, Also, this is... The third year in a row that Denmark has sent a song about not fighting. Three years ago, they sent Soldiers of Love. No. No, sorry. Last year, they sent Anya Neeson, who sang I'm Laying Down My Armor and Laying Down My Gun. Man, Denmark has a good fucking streak going on. And Rasmussen here sings, you know, turn around, freeze the arrow in the air. Yeah. Like it's it's about stopping the that blind violence that Vikings are so well known for. But as you say, let's not conquer Britain. As you say it is it is a little bit confusing perhaps and not instantly obvious because when you think of that Viking aesthetic you are thinking of of the pillaging sexy and violence, the, yeah. Yes, <laughs> sexy violence. I mean not very sexy. At the time, sure, probably, but like is, Vikings have been romanticized, glamorized barbarism. So, yeah. yeah, I keep thinking about is it the opening scene of American Gods, like right. the first um, scene it of might the show? Be actually, yeah, it's so good. It is also about the the Vikings coming to America. Yeah, which is they it, did. Um, what's his name? Life Eriksson. Yes. I mean, attacked. Per- perhaps yeah. a, mo- a more well-known, more iconic Viking than Magnus Edelinson. But that's why I think this is an interesting choice for a song. And it's like, it both uses that, that very Danish Viking, uh, very Scandinavian Viking imagery. But it does, like, play with it in a very, you know, I, like, I, I didn't know about that. And I think that's interesting. I, it just does not fully translate i think and it like i saw your confusion and i think that confusion will occur to lots of people as well yeah because here's the 
thing. When you're watching Eurovision, you're usually watching it with people in the room with you. Mm -hmm. It is the thing that truly brings us all together. Yes. But that also means that someone's always going to be fucking talking through it. I mean, we've, we've been okay about, like, making it clear, like, oh, this is one to listen. And then usually people are like... I don't get that. That was awful because we we're like, no, this is a good, this is an important message you need to listen to. And they're like hearing it for the first time and they're just like, this isn't good. I'm like, well, it's not. None of these songs are technically good. Um, but this is the best song. Yeah. It, I love historical hype songs. Like it's... In, in Belgium, we have... Jan's on which didn't make it to Eurovision, okay, but we was, did try yeah. to send it. Was a contestant in the Belgian Eurosong pre-selection in, I want to say 2006 or 2004? I'm, I'm drawing a blank here. It has to be 2006, right? I don't know. I don't know. It was, um, you, you will find it on YouTube, but in, in not a great version. It, it, it was by what can only be described as a children's band. Like a children, a fictional children's TV band. Yeah, there was a television show about a band. They had uh, a, an actual band in real life, which did not have the actual members of the band in the television show because it was a band with musical instruments in the television show, but in the real band, it was singers. Yeah. Um, but they, they sang a lot of songs that were, you know, for, for young teens, pre-teens, basically. That yeah, was kind like of the, the goal that they were going for. Yeah, like kids who are 10 who want to be 13. Yeah. And so uh, that year in the Belgian pre-selection, they had entered a song about Jans on de Vries, which is a, a Flemish legend folk tale as well, about a very strong man living in Antwerp who... Um, yeah. He he kills his cousin because his cousin pretends to be a ghost. Right. Right. It, I mean, this story is too wild. Can to... we do a, a bonus episode of the podcast where we talk about the legend of Jans on Louvres? We should definitely talk about Jans on Louvres because I, again, like it's it's that kind of thing where you need where the the hype song for Jans on Louvres. is is in the same vein as this. It's like yeah, it's the same. Genre of song and Jans on Louvres still persists as like such a good song. Everyone of our age loves that song because it's, true. it's so hype. And this is potentially on that same level. I j I just like you say. I think they should go way harder on the musical theater aspects of it. Yeah, this should be like. Here's the thing. I I when when I started to listen to this. Mm -hmm. I thought, oh, as a Eurovision song, this isn't really it. Mm -hmm. But then I started to think, what if this was the first song in a musical about Vikings? And then I got super hyped for that musical. So I'm, I'm thinking this wouldn't be the, the opening song. I'm, this feels more like, like a climactic decision moment, right? Where it's, it's at least it's one of the Vikings, uh, one, of the, 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 one of the chieftains, Magnus Erlinson, deciding that they're not going to fight. And that laying down your weapons, that uh, surrendering is not defeat. That's also the song is about, you know, call it, call it, surrender, it still won't feel like defeat. Men laying down their swords, each of their own accords. The best line it's so in good. this year, that maybe? Is, I, 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 I also thought that 
when he sang that, I was like, oh, is that the best line? <laughs> but it's year? so dramatic that it does feel almost musical theater. And I love that. I yeah. mean, we are big musical theater fans, and a lot of a lot of musicals are not very good. And I mean, the musical based on this would perhaps not be super good, but it would be very enjoyable. And this is a song that really fits in well there. But if they want to do musical theater at Eurovision, they need to go real hard whole hog on it and i yeah. don't think they're doing it which is I a shame i need viking costumes and all that I said need weapons thrown down despite all that he is also really good by himself um at eurovision concert this was fantastic Probably. but because his audience interaction was so good mm. he was making everyone step along with him in the beat yes. and do the arrow in the air motion and it's like the the hand thing is really powerful and making you like i know you know je- hand gestures a bit weird but there's a few really good hand gestures this year and that one it's really it's a really good motion to do i mean yeah if it's a motion of like when they first did it and i saw it as like a we'll stand and fight motion no. And I was like, oh no! It's literally. But then I was like, oh, he's catching an arrow? He's freeze the arrow in the air. That's the dopest shit! Which is also a really cool line and image. Yeah! Freeze the arrow in the air is like, stop the violence. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it feels genuinely Viking like in its atmosphere, but it is. I mean, you know, because it fits that, that, that Viking musical theater. Thing. Yeah, it, it doesn't feels, feel genuinely No, but Viking. it feels like it could be in a, in a Viking musical yeah, yeah, and yeah. it would be fine there. I mean, it's not, yeah, no, it's not, of course. But it is, it, it does conjure up that image perfectly, yet it is about not fighting. And I think that that juxtaposition is interesting. Like I said, it might not translate perfectly. It's easy to go into the like, yeah, fighting, pillaging. But don't actually, yeah. It's cool. It's cool not to. You can just be a cool Viking village that has you know, democracy and soap and equality yeah. across genders. Sure. And also, like, small, like, like trade with Islamic countries. Uh-huh. Vikings were so cool. Yeah, actually, yes. <laughs> they were, like, the like, best. Way cooler than the image of their angry guys who come to fight. No, they were, like, hired as bodyguards yeah. in... In Arab con- countries and like traded with them because they were so fucking good. Because <laughs> they were like the hardest dudes, but also the hardest ladies. Yeah. Should we talk about how I'm always like suspicious of anyone who likes Vikings, <laughs> who is into like Nordic stuff? Yeah, but it's different when you are. It's different when you are when Danish. You are Danish. No, no, no. It's definitely different when you are Danish. Mm. I'm not I'm not suspicious of this dude because his name is fucking Rasmussen. Yeah, yeah. No, there, you're right. There is there is something about like the Viking aesthetics that that, you know, some less savory types uh do identify with or are attracted to. That's problematic. It's problematic because it's also completely not what Vikings was. Yeah, but that's why this song is so much more interesting. Yeah. Because it's not, it's not the obvious first thing you think of. It's weirdly... 
nuanced while not at all being nuanced. It's <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's I I do like it, and also it just it's so fun to sing. Like I every time you're not at home, guess what I'm doing? Probably jerking off while singing this song. It's it's singing this song absolutely and jerking off. And trying to stop and trying to get to the key change at the end, trying to get that good key change. Finally, good one. Yeah, finally. I'm there is a fucking dearth, a fucking drought of key changes this year. We, I am disappointed and dismayed. We'll make a little analysis afterwards. Um, because I'm not, yeah, you, you've said that, and I'm in it, I, it had not occurred to me that there are not that many key changes. I mean, it's, you know, that's a relic of a bygone era. It's, it's a key a bit, change? It's a bit, you know, it's a bit tacky almost in Eurovision to like expect the key change because it's like, it's such a Eurovision trope. Yeah, but it's what I like. No, it's great. I love a good key change. The key, the key change is very dramatic and it, it fits a dramatic musical theater song like this, which is why I feel like this would be a good... Either like a, an act one closer or an 11 hour um, musical number like near the end of the show. No, I think it would be good at the start as like an attend the tale of Sweeney Todd-esque Ooh, okay, thing. Not bad either. It's like this is what the musical is going to be about. It's it's definitely competent enough to make it to the final. Um, I hope it does. Yeah, it's it's. I, I would be surprised if it doesn't because it's still visually it does like translate and some people will be like, yeah, Vikings, even if they don't get it. And some people who will get it will be like, ooh, cool. And it is just, it's very musical theater. It's very catchy. It's its good. I like it. Um, so do I. I just wish they would have gone harder on the staging. And, like, I, again, had so many ideas. I wanted those sails to get, like, lifted during the song. Like, you know, those sails are up yeah. at the start to rise dramatically I as the song is, is going. Like, the ship kind of rises out of the stage in some weird way. I just had such a good idea. What if the sails were like white sails and they were also waving white flags? I think they do wave white flags. Maybe not in this one, but they are, that is part of the staging, I believe. Nice. So it is, yeah, it is, it, again, it is about the fact that it's not dishonorable to surrender. Good luck to Rasmussen, good luck to Denmark. Who knows how well this will do. I didn't think he looked that much like Tormund. He does, yeah, but it's the beard. It's the beard, yeah. But everyone can, anyone can have a He's beard. He's a redhead with a big beard. He's like true. Viking, and everyone's like, oh. <sighs> if I didn't say it, everyone would be like, they didn't say it. Okay, I guess, sure. You can follow us on Twitter at Eurodivision. You can listen to this podcast on SoundCloud, on iTunes, or on any of your preferred podcasting platforms. But if you're on iTunes, make sure to leave us a little review, a rating, so that other people can still discover this show. Join us next time when we'll be talking about another song and getting closer to the end. Thanks for listening. Good night, Europe. Good night, Europe. Zal ik het staan?